Welcome to Open Banking Expo Unplugged, bringing you the brightest minds in open banking, open finance and beyond. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Open Banking Expo Unplugged, which is all about our Women in Open Banking initiative in partnership with American Express. The initiative, which we officially launched at Open Banking Expo UK in October last year, aims to champion women in open banking, in open finance and open payments. Now, many of you listening will already have signed up as members, which means you can expect to receive invites to sort of quarterly roundtables and bespoke industry events and meetups. As part of the initiative, we're also running a mentoring scheme and we'll be bringing you exclusive content as well in the form of podcasts like this one and news stories. So I've invited onto the podcast today three people who can explain the origins of Women in Open Banking, this new initiative, as well as uh, talk about some of the barriers and challenges that women face in the industry currently, and what mentors and mentees can expect from the initiative in 2023. So I'm really delighted to be joined by Holly Coventry, who is VP of International Open Banking Payments at American Express. Uh, Adam Cox, the co-founder of Open Banking Expo, and Mark Hartley, CEO of Bankify. Welcome to the podcast, all of you. Um, first of all, Holly, I'm, I'm going to come to you uh, to kick us off, really. Uh, just want to know and, and find out a bit more about why American Express has partnered with Open Banking Expo on this initiative. Yeah, sure. Highly. Um, so we are really delighted to be partnering um, with Open Banking Expo on this. Um, we women have continually faced challenges in particularly in financial services when it comes to being recognised or being given opportunities and really focusing on on advancing their their career. Um, and gender equality across all levels of the organisation has been something that um, has been at the core of American Express's culture for for a number of years now, and we've made huge progress um, in that as well. The number of women in senior management roles has significantly um, changed, and we started to see the real value of that as well. Having that diversity of thought, the range of perspectives and experiences as well. So this was, um, you know, a exactly the kind of initiative within the industry that you know American Express is keen to to champion and help as much as we can and um, for me personally uh having worked in open banking now for the for the last five years or so um you know I've got a lot of personal experience in the sector being a female in the sector as well so it was something that I was personally very passionate about as well yeah I think that that definitely comes across so, um, Adam, I want to come to you and find out a bit more, you know, about how the initiative is going to champion women. So, so how is that? How is it actually going to work? Yeah, thanks, Ellie. Yeah, we're really excited um, with the initiative that we've uh, launched in partnership with our friends at American Express, and I think you know a lot of column inches uh, are taken up daily with new stats and figures that have come out of various research pieces, and right now. You know, or just very recently, uh, I read that only 24% of females occupy senior leadership roles uh, within the financial services market. And that's something that we want to, um, I guess, be a small cog in, in changing um, and helping to, to shift that dial. Secondly, I think it's quite obvious by now that the success of any business rests 
on its culture and people. And over the last 10 years or so, uh, working practices have certainly changed and protocols have changed and even more so since the pandemic. We also know that diversity of thought is critical to innovation within any sector. And I think when my co-founder, Kelly Stanley, and I set up uh, Borough Bench Media, which is the holding company for Open Banking Expo, which is um, the brand that sits within it back in 2014, we wanted to create something really different. And so the subject of inclusivity, we feel, should be close to everyone or everyone's heart, and it certainly is for Kelly and I. And prior to Open Banking Expo, a key example of this is Kelly held various senior kind of marketing roles in different industries and felt firsthand the difficulties, like a lot of women, when trying to progress her career and, and juggle having a, a family. And we thought it really needs to be that way. And so fast forward 10 years, and this experience still plays a huge part in our decision-making today. And, and right now, uh, and as you know, uh, Ellie, our, our business is predominantly female. So um, over 80% of our roles within the organization are, are women, and, and we're really proud of that. And I think, you know, there's nothing groundbreaking in terms of what we're doing as a business right now, but we're getting the basics right. And past experiences do continue to carve our business strategy today um, and have played a huge part um, along with the support of American Express in the launch of this new new initiative, which um, we're really looking forward to getting underway. Yeah, that's great. And I think, as you say, some of those stats you pulled out at the very start of, of your answer there are you know, they do paint quite a stark picture. Um, and of course, you know, the points you make about Open Banking Expo, how how it all kind of, um, where it all started, uh, are really relevant to this. Um, so Holly, let's, let's come to you next with the same question, really. Yeah, so I think one of the most exciting things about this initiative is how action-focused it is. So, and that's something, one of the things that I really wanted to make sure that we were we were doing with the initiative as well. So we were giving people opportunities to really make differences and impact their career as well. So I think the mentoring scheme is a great opportunity to for people to come and make new connections, build out their network, um, and also get some really interesting insight and perspectives from other people to help them, you know, push their career. Quite often, you know, it's very easy to be focused on our on our day job and within our own company. But speaking to people outside of your day to day, getting that, again, diversity of thought, different experiences to help push your career, I know has been really, you know, valuable for me as well. So, that's one of the most exciting things about the initiative that I'm looking forward to. And <clears throat> excuse me, I really hope that people make the most of as well, because I think being able to demonstrate that there is real opportunity for you know all genders and, and inclusivity in the sector will only have a, a real knock-on effect because one of the other outputs that I'm hoping that, that we can also bring through this initiative is make open banking a really exciting and interesting sector for people to want to come and work in as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, that that is a kind of a nice point at which to, to bring in you, Mark. I know um, one of the reasons you've joined us on this uh, podcast episode is because you've signed up as, as a mentor as part of this initiative. Before we talk a little bit more about that that mentoring scheme, Mark, why do we even need an initiative like this um it, it seems you know sometimes you know you worry these initiatives perhaps are they going to be patronizing are they really needed but actually is the industry falling short in in many areas when it comes to, to female representation do you think um i think it is yeah and 
I, I think particularly in technical disciplines, I think um, there's more and more opportunity for women in what I would describe as the, the, the traditionally pigeonholed roles that that women have had opportunity in. You know, I think there's lots of um, very, very experienced and capable women leaders in, you know, marketing roles, for example, but there's not as many opportunities in technical disciplines. So, you know, I think if you were to look at the statistics around CTOs and CIOs and senior, um, you know, developers and so forth, there's, there's still a really big gap between, you know, men and women in, in those disciplines. So I think from that perspective alone, it's really important that we get, you know, full diversity and equality across all disciplines and then we don't just have gender bias towards particular types of of roles within the industry so i think there there is a hugely important um role that initiatives like this can play to you know not only uh bridge that gap but make women aware that there are opportunities uh, in those fields as well and i think as i say there's, there's this kind of bias or pigeonholing to think that technical disciplines are you know only open to men and that's the way it is at the moment just simply because i don't think women have been given the opportunity so i think it's it's really important to have initiatives like this and it's i think that's a really interesting um point mark but i've also had personal experience um one of the uh, teams that i lead within open ranking is a business development team and you know traditionally sales roles are very male dominated as well and you know, as a hiring leader, I've seen that as well. You open up a role and, you know, the slate will be, you know, 95% male applicants, even at that at that stage of the hiring process. So again, one of the things that I'm hoping we can really push and champion is give leaders um, in the space the confidence to make brave hiring decisions, but also be really conscious of how they're hiring throughout the process. And there's a lot of research now in things like even uh, how traditional job specs are written and the psychological bias that there is in those job specs. And as a, one of the re- the results that you get is a hiring slate that isn't diverse because you have attracted one type of person. So it's really important not only to make sure that you know, we're attracting that diverse talent to the industry, but that as hiring leaders, we are really conscious of making sure that throughout the process that you are building up, you know, the most diverse pool that you can, not only to get the best candidate that you can as well, but also that, you know, you you have to make some brave hiring decisions in this space. And, taking the time to to think about that and think you know the obvious candidate you know might be a male or I've got five male candidates is that the right slate is that the right pool that I should be hiring from am I really challenging you know my hiring decisions in those processes as well so I think for me it's really important that we are championing that through the hiring leaders in the initiative as well. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point as well about, uh, you know, there'd be numerous studies about the kind of the wording, the language that's used in, in job descriptions. Certain words, you know, appeal more to one gender than another or or to, to one ethnicity than another. Others are turned off by certain words, you know. So um, I think there's some really important 
research on that and some lessons to be learned there. So Adam, um, what can those who have already signed up as mentors and mentees um, as part of the, the mentoring scheme, which is, is just one aspect of this initiative, what can they expect from that scheme? Yeah, thanks, Ellie. And, and I think I think the initiative can be broken down into three key areas. And I also think it's really important to recognise that whilst the initiative is launched to, to champion gender diversity, uh, we'll also be focusing on inclusivity more generally across the industry. So firstly, kind of one of the key points to touch on is community. So everything we do here at Open Banking Expo is built on a community-driven approach. And we aim to utilise the wealth of experience and media channels here at Open Banking Expo to create accessible, value-driven and, and purpose-orientated community. I think, secondly, we're trying to do things differently. So what do I mean by this? That the great thing about an industry being at the beginning of its journey, like open banking is today, is being in a unique position to, to create the rules, set the boundaries, and importantly, challenge what's happened previously. So there's no need to follow the previous path or create our own. Um, an open banking expo launched in 2018, as we believe there was a better way of doing things when it came to how consumers and businesses engage with their money, data, and the financial services industry more broadly. I think the same goes for the initiative in that we're uniquely placed to bring our members together with our cohort of mentors to help reach the goals and objectives of our membership program. So I think it's really key for us to understand the key themes for, that we're able to, to offer guidance. And that guidance might be around career advice, generally moving up the corporate ladder, how to secure new funding, building, uh, building out your new uh, team, your latest set of products, setting up your own business when that time may come, and even gearing up to sell as we look forward to the future. And that's kind of a key part of the initiative is how we bring our members together with our mentors to, to recreate that value. And I think thirdly is, is our members are able to rely on us to challenge the status quo. And so what do we mean by that? It's an interesting one. And, and as I mentioned about doing things differently, still to this day, and as I'm sure you'll find as well, Ellie, when it comes to kind of normal editorial practices and trying to get opinion pieces and comment from large corporates within the financial services space, the vast majority of those executives that are put forward to speak from large corporates are all male. And I think there is an opportunity for us to not accept it and, and challenge the norm. And I think that's really important. So uh, you know, how can we as an industry expect to deliver a sea change in mentality if we don't challenge the status quo. And so that's part of our role. We're delighted that American Express are coming along for, for that ride in what is clearly a, a, a really critical point in the initiative as we look to, to challenge the norm and look at making all businesses more aware and more diverse in their line of thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree, agree more there. Mark, I'm, I'm interested to hear a bit more then about, um, you know, you obviously feel that this initiative is is needed and it's it's yeah something you, you feel really strongly about so so why did you sign up to become a mentor is is that something that you've uh, done before yeah i it is so i, I actually do a lot of uh, well not a lot but some mentoring already um I, I actually um was approached um about 18 months ago um from a women in fintech uh, perspective to get involved in um, conversations and and you know kind of trying to promote um, the initiative in a wider context, not just open banking. And as a consequence of that, I met several younger women who needed or wanted some help and 
from a networking perspective and almost kind of fell into it um, as, a, as a consequence of that. And that also highlighted another area that that kind of um, makes me, you know, what I'm very passionate about, which is not only the, the kind of diversity from a perspective of gender, but but also from an opportunity perspective, what I will describe as the north-south divide. You know, I think it's actually much much harder for women in the north of England than it is for women in the, um, you know, the traditional southeast corridor. Um, you've got this sort of double whammy of of, uh, of difficulties, if you like, from from the opportunities, and and therefore I've ended up mentoring a couple of um, people who've started their own business called Financiel, um, run by two very capable women, Holly and Laura, who have been doing some great things within the industry, and then a couple of other people as a consequence of that. So I'm already doing some mentoring. So for me, it was it was a natural expansion when I was approached and asked if I'd be interested in doing it, which. Um, more than happy to do and then just from a broader perspective unfortunately I think I'm quite unusual in that you know I grew up in a family where my mother went to university in 1955 and and um, you know that's quite unusual from 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 her background and I grew up with two sisters uh, and a brother so we had a completely symmetrical family and it was just a natural thing that we were all treated the same and had the same opportunities. So it almost became surprising to me that, that there is such a, a gap of opportunity and, and there is such bias. And then I have three daughters of my own and that kind of and lends itself to being naturally biased. And, and I've often been accused of, of that being the wrong reasons to do something. But my take on that is, well, it doesn't really matter what the reasons are as long as you get behind the initiative and actually support it, then the outcomes are what matters. So um, for various reasons, it, this is a, a kind of natural thing for me to want to be involved in. And as I say, not just from a, a gender perspective, but from a, a much wider diversity perspective, um, particularly when you look at the differences between the different parts of our, our country. It's very, very polarised towards the south east of this country. You know, you look at that from a health perspective, you look at that from an opportunity perspective, you look at it from all sorts of perspectives. You know, we in the north of England and, you know, regionally, we're much less likely to succeed. So um, lots of reasons behind why I want to get involved in initiatives like this and others. Yeah, uh, that, that's great to hear. And, and I think, uh, you know, interesting to hear your observations about that kind of north-south divide but Holly what are you hoping that those who have signed up to be mentored as part of this initiative what, what are you hoping that they'll get out of it and and take away from um that that, that mentoring it, so I think mentoring is it can be quite an overused word I think particularly in in a business sense and so I think it's actually really important that both the the mentor and the mentee in that scenario are super clear on what they want to get out of that relationship. And that doesn't need to be life-changing things. It doesn't need to be, I want to be a, the CEO in three years' time. How am I going to do it? Let's build the career plan. Quite often, it could be a sounding board for things. Um, you know, I obviously work in a big global corporate organisation. There are lots of you know, cultural things and traditional things in the way that we operate that I 
use some of my mentors, particularly externally, to just say, hold on, is this, you know, am I doing this and thinking it because this is just the way things are done? Is it the right thing to do? Is there a different way to think about things? And I've had some really valuable conversations with some of my mentors with just some of those small things. But I, what I would say is I hope that through these schemes, it gives people confidence to go out and do the things that they want to do but probably or maybe don't think that they can or don't really know how to do or just need that extra voice or extra idea to say, actually, let's go out and give it a go. All these things are, you know, open to me. It may just be that there are, um, you know, you just need a couple more ideas. You just need somebody externally to give you that that extra push. And also, I think it's a great opportunity for mentors as well. You know, some of the things that I've learned from these relationships um, have been really interesting and things that I wouldn't have thought of as well. So I think there's the the sort of traditional mentoring part of it, but also the, the networking part of it as well um, is going to be really I hope will be really helpful for people. Yeah, I think that that phrase sounding board is is kind of accurate. As you say, sometimes it's it's not about, you know, having a mentor to to help you reach the very top, you know, become a CEO. It's actually about some of the more day-to-day things that you come across in in your working environment or your working life. Mark, is it fair to say that as a mentor you've you've kind of uh, learnt just as much as 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 maybe your mentees have, you know. Could, is that something where it's a bit of a symbiotic sort of relationship there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Holly's absolutely spot on. You know, it, it's not a life coaching role. You know, if you want life coaching, you can go and get that from a different relationship than a kind of mentor mentee thing. And I think uh, yes, you learn as much. Um, the world has changed, you know, and changes every day, particularly in tech, right? So I think, you know, the fact that just because you have a set of experiences doesn't necessarily mean that's the way those, you know, that experience is necessarily, necessarily going to be relevant for all situations. You know, the world is a very different place today than it was when I started work. And I hesitate once forget how long ago that, that is. So it's, you know, it's kind of, I think it's a very different, um, world we live in so definitely it's a two-way thing and I think the other thing that I totally agree with with Holly on is 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 the the networking thing is massive so I'll, I've done a lot of introductions to you know younger women who are starting out in the industry who need to be connected with other women in in the industry and I think you know that sort of kind of that go between all that facilitating scenario because let's face it the whole point of these types of initiatives is there are not as many role models as there should be, and therefore the connections that you can bring to the table to women who have got and have brilliant careers and can pro- provide great um, experience and mentoring, that's just as important. So not not just the, the, the kind of experience that I can part, you know, in part to other people, but it's actually about facilitating introductions to other people that I think is really important. So you now I've had the opportunity to do that with several people recently. And, you know, it, the, the women that I introduced them to, that they, they are so involved and want to help. It's great, you know, and I have the 
opportunity to work with some fantastic women in, in my career. And, you know, I co-founded the business with Connie Dorostein, who, who does a lot of um, this stuff with, with women in fintech. So it's, it's that kind of thing. It's facilitating other conversations through your own network, just as much about having informal conversations with people about opportunities or problems or challenges. And I think it's the important thing is it has to be relatively informal. There's nothing about it. you have to be approachable. You know, at the end of the day, you don't want to see this as kind of a a, a teacher pupil relationship. It, you know, it's not a school like scenario or or a formal sorry. It's very much two people having conversations about challenges in a very informal conversational way. I think that's really important. And, you know, from my own perspective, I've never worked in a very large corporate. Um, so, you know, I think it's also in giving people opportunities to understand what it's like to work in smaller businesses and that there are, you know, different paths to achieving your aspirations. It's not necessarily you know, through a through a large corporate organisation. Um, neither are right or wrong. They're just different. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I can bring some different things to the table um having not you know worked in a in a large corporate environment always in relatively small companies i think that the you know the other opportunity that some of the mentors have through some of their connections and networking is the opportunity to showcase some of that talent that's out there um you know it can often feel quite awkward or you know uncomfortable to say you know hi I'm out here this is what I've done you know I'm quite interested in working in your company and being able to use your network to help facilitate some of those conversations um is uh, is something else that I think there's a real opportunity to do as well one of the big challenges with open banking you know is that for the UK particularly it's relatively new it's a relatively nascent marketplace right so they these things that in other industries that have sort of naturally evolved over time and sort of exist need to be really um championed and and pioneered specifically in the open banking sector to to make them happen and bring them to life for people i think there's also a real opportunity to do some myth busting around you know what it takes to work in open banking I worked at a card company. My, you know, twenty career primarily has been in card payments, nothing to do with banks and nothing to do with banking. So when I first, you know, took on this role, I knew nothing, and it, for a lot, of, it can be quite um, it off-putting initially when you go out to events and you start talking to people and you think, I do not know what anybody is talking about. They're talking in code. Everything is an acronym or a different word. I don't understand how any of this works. They all seem to know each other or they all seem to have worked in it forever and know exactly what they're doing. But why can't you learn any of that if you've got the right skills and, again, the right connections to build up that knowledge? You know, I would say 99% of people are willing to share that knowledge with you as well. But, you know, thinking that there is this this barrier that you have to have had this long career in banking and you have to understand financial services or you have to really understand all the technicalities, you know, it's just not true. Um, you know, we need to bring for open banking as a sector to be a success. You know, I really believe that we need more people to come into it with 
a diverse background and you know, different knowledge bases to really bring it to life and to get some of these products and propositions to market that that open banking essentially is the infrastructure for and the foundation for. Yeah, and, and Holly, um, just kind of um, guessing you to elaborate a bit more actually on your own experiences in, in the industry. Obviously, you work at American Express. It is a really um, large organisation. But how has American Express and, and maybe your previous employers supported you along your own kind of journey, your own your own career path? Yeah, so I mean, I consider myself to have been, you know, very lucky in some of the leaders um, and mentors that I've had along the way, um, because I have never, never felt that my uh, gender was ever a reason to not do something. And if anything, quite the opposite. I've always been encouraged to try new things, to learn new things. I've always been encouraged to really think about what it is that I would like to do and bring that to the table as well. Um, and I've also, you know, been really encouraged to do things that I haven't done before and that that's okay as well. So I think that, it, you know, again, one of the reasons that American Express is so willing and, and happy to support these things is because they really do see the value in that diversity. Um, and we've seen the results of really putting gender equality at the core of of the culture as well so you know I do consider myself that as someone that has been quite lucky um, in that regard and you know it, it hasn't been all all females that have done it either you know lots of and probably some of the most you know, influential leaders and mentors that I've, I've had have been males that have really you know pushed me to do things differently and you know, to be ambitious in in what it is that I want to do and want to achieve. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And, and as you kind of have both pointed out at, at various stages of this conversation, you know, having having um, men and women involved in these sorts of initiatives is is important for that very reason. You know, I, I was just wondering as a as a kind of final question. Perhaps we'll come to you first, Holly, and and then you, Mark. What would your kind of top tip, Holly, be for someone who? who is uh, an aspiring woman in, in open banking or open payments, um, if you had to give them kind of one piece of advice today, what what would it be, basically? My one piece of advice, I think it would be just go for it and don't sweat the small stuff. What's the worst that can happen? Um, you know, there is, the answer is probably, you know, relatively little is the answer in, you know, what's the real worst that can happen. You'll regret it by not doing it more than doing it and it going wrong. Yeah, I think um, that that's that's true in many areas of life actually as well. And Mark, what about, what about you? What would be your one piece of advice? I would go on a slightly different tack and say and caution people that, that, you know, hopefully we'll get to a world where meritocracy is the right way to go. And that actually don't kind of make this a gender uh, battle per se, and and actually look at look at this turning into a positive discrimination type model, and actually, you know, compete and create and get opportunities based on your talent and your capability, and actually, hopefully, there will be a day where your gender is irrelevant, actually, and you're we're all 
um, going to um, succeed or otherwise because of our our talents and actually you know don't necessarily push that scenario go after things that you want to do and show your capabilities now i think i i, I on our previous call Ellie, I, I think we talked about you know we we have a a almost a 50 50 split of people in our company around men and women in um technical disciplines and that is not based on us going out to hire women 50% of men, 50%. That is a consequence of talented people coming to the table and actually um, and being looked at and hired on their capability and their on what they bring to the table as opposed to what what gender they are. So I think there's a really important point to be made, which is don't turn this into um, a positive discriminatory scenario. Basically, let's get to where you're hired on talent and capability track record experience as opposed to we need to level up the numbers because we're paying lip service to it so i think my, my and i would be push your capability and your talent don't always jump on and um, on the bandwagon just be careful i think that's an important message that we can't ignore it has to be based on merit so finally adam then um the first Meetup for the uh, Women in Open Banking initiative is scheduled for March. What can members expect from that first initial meetup? Yeah, thanks, Ellie. I think, you know, with any normal open banking expo event, you expect content, dynamite connections and and, and strong opinion. And this, I guess, will be very similar, if not a bit more informal. So we're really looking forward to welcoming our first cohort of members to, to London in March. And we're also looking forward to welcoming kind of the first uh, the first cohort of mentors that we have um, within the program as well. And we'll be looking forward to sharing more on timings and venue over the next couple of weeks or so. You know, we're working, uh, already working, I should say, on all the key themes for 2023. And ultimately, what we're trying to create is an informal setting where, you know, our mentors and members can get together and and ultimately start that first step of the journey in terms of looking at how they can work together and work closely together to reach the goals of the members that have already signed up. And I think, you know, members attending the event, you know, can look forward to meeting their mentors firsthand uh, for the first time, which is exciting. And we also have the first of our live panel debates around leadership within the market as well. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing uh, as many uh, of our mentors and members that are part of the first cohort uh, within the initiative and uh, when we come together in London at, uh, in March. And yeah, more information will be available very soon. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that first meetup as well. Um, well, look, that's unfortunately all we've got time for, but I just want to thank the three of you, uh, so Adam, Holly and Mark, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Ellie. My thanks again there to Holly, Mark and Adam for joining me for today's podcast episode. You can find out more about the Women in Open Banking initiative via the Open Banking Expo website. There's a tab at the top, Women in Open Banking. Click on that so you can find out more about the initiative itself and how you can take part and, and what's coming up, as well as access some exclusive content there, such as podcasts, as I mentioned earlier, news stories, all that kind of good stuff. For other episodes of Open Making Expo Unplugged, visit the on-demand section of the website. Until next time,
goodbye for now.